Motivation for Regular People podcast, where you'll find all the inspiration you need to start, continue, and finish the goals that matter most to you. Thanks for tuning in today. My name is Brady Ross. I hope that you will subscribe to the show if you haven't already done so. That way you'll get new episodes in your feed every Thursday when they come out. I would also love it if you would rate and review the show. That's going to help us spread the word about the podcast to more people so that they can take advantage of all of the great conversations that we're having about motivation in this space. Today, I am so excited to welcome Kevin Palmieri onto the podcast. Kevin is the CFO and co-founder of Next Level University. He hosts the Next Level University podcast. They've had over 750,000 listeners in 150 countries. And as you're about to see, Kevin has a lot to say about motivation, specifically how courage and self-awareness play such a critical role in motivation. Before we get into this week's episode, let me tell you briefly about the Midweek Momentum newsletter. If you're anything like me, you start the new week with a lot of excitement. It's Monday, you're energized coming off the weekend, you're excited for what lies ahead, and then as the week goes on, maybe you have additional responsibilities added to your to-do list, maybe something comes up that you weren't expecting, but it can be hard to finish the week with the same amount of drive and passion as you started with. If this is something that you can relate to, I encourage you to visit my website at bradyross.com that's b-r-a-d-y-r-o-s-s.com and sign up for my midweek momentum newsletter each tuesday i'll send you a quick thought or quote or some other form of inspiration that will help you keep going and finish the week strong after you subscribe you'll get a free instant download of the introduction and first chapter of my book seven steps to dominate your day and crush your goals this newsletter is entirely free i'm not going to spam you or sell your information i simply want to help you finish the week with the same amount of excitement and passion that you started with so again you can sign up today at bradyross.com that's b-r-a-d-y-r-o-s-s.com all right, let's get into my conversation with Kevin Palmieri. Hey, Kevin, great to have you on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to chat. We had a little conversation behind the scenes, so I'm sure it'll go well in front of the scenes as well. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait. Um, obviously, you and I are kind of just getting to know each other, but one of the things that is already intriguing to me about your story is it seems like you were in your 20s and things were going really well, and then all of a sudden they weren't going well. So tell us a little more about what happened during that season of life. Yeah, it's very interesting. So in my mid 20s, I had what looked like a very quote unquote successful life. And the reason I put the quotes around it is because from the outside looking in, I did seem very successful. I probably seemed super happy and very fulfilled. But in reality, I wasn't really any of those things. So at the time, uh, my girlfriend was a model. I had a sports car. I had just won a bodybuilding show, so I was quite literally in the best shape oh, of wow. my life. So like, if you look at it, it's like, well, this, this guy must be crushing it. I was making good money at work, but I just wasn't, I wasn't very happy. So my girlfriend ended up leaving me because I was just depressed. I was anxious. I was unable to support her in her large ambitions that she had for her life. When she left me, I kind of hit a rock bottom where I'm heartbroken, I'm lonely, my bills just doubled. I'm struggling to pay the bills now. I'm coming off of a bodybuilding show, so my hormones are all messed up. I'm, I'm afraid of my own shadow. It was like a very, very rough time for me. I convinced myself that if I just make a boatload of money, 
everything's going to be fine. That's it. We just got to go make a boatload of money. So at the time, Brady, I worked in an industry called weatherization. So mm. I would go into schools, fire stations, town halls, police stations, and we would make those buildings more energy efficient. Since I worked on state-owned buildings and government contracts, state contracts, I got anywhere from $60 to $120 an hour to do that job. Now, in the beginning of the next year, after my girlfriend left me, I got a promotion. So I was a foreman now. And that was the busiest year we had ever had. So I was like, oh, interesting. I'm going to make a boatload of money. All my problems are going to go away. This is working out hmm. perfectly. This is exactly what we wanted. So if you fast forward to the end of that year, I had been on the road for 10 months because most of our contracts were out of state. So I lived in hotels for 10 months out of the 12 months, every single week, different city, different state, different school, different schedule. But at the end of the year, I opened my final pay stub and I made $100,000 at 26. And I was like, wow, I did it. Then I realized that for most of my life, and especially that year, I had lived unconsciously. I was just going through the motions, showing up and not knowing what results I wanted out of life. I realized I wanted to do the opposite. And the opposite of that is hyperconscious. So I started a podcast and long story short, because I know we're, we don't have a ton of time. I want to make sure I don't use the entire time telling my story. Long story short, I fell in love with podcasting as I fell out of love with my job. And shortly thereafter, I ended up sitting on the edge of a bed contemplating suicide because I felt so trapped. I felt so stuck. I felt like I couldn't do anything else. I got lucky at my job. I didn't want to start over again. I didn't believe in myself. I had all these beliefs around who I was as a human. And I felt like if I was to take my life, I would take my problems with me. A couple months after that, I ended up leaving my job and then going full-time into what we're doing today. So the reason I, I say that and I tell that story is because I don't want people to think that you know, we have a successful podcast and this is where it started. A lot of this came from pain, figuring out what actually motivated me as a human being, and then figuring out how to get more self-awareness to leverage that motivation in a more powerful way. Wow. Yeah. And you say you don't want to spend the whole time telling your story, but you could have talked for, you know, another 20 <laughs> minutes and I would have been captivated at least. That's, wow, that is a lot of, you know, highs and lows throughout just the yes. first, you know, 20, 25 years of life. So, you you said something in there about getting to this place in life and you had all of these beliefs like, you know, I'm never going to be good enough. This is the only job that I can do. And, you know, the low point that that brought you to. And then you also talk about, you know, moving from being unconscious to being hyperconscious. So talk a little more about that and how you transformed your beliefs and the way that you thought about yourself. Yeah, one of the I think one of the most powerful questions in the world that you can ask yourself is why? And when I realized that I was living unconsciously, I started to ask myself a simple question. Why? So why do I feel very comfortable with Brady? And then I would sit with that. Why? Well, I looked, I creeped on you. I listened to your show. I looked at your Instagram. You have a beautiful family. You seem like a very humble human being. I resonate with that. Interesting. What does that mean? Okay. So that's just taking, taking something that's surface level of, I feel really comfortable here. And then being hyper-conscious enough to dig into why is that actually the reality? I started doing that. Why am I afraid of the bar? That was a huge thing for me in my mid-20s. I always felt so uncomfortable when we would go out to bars and clubs. And I said, why? Like, why do I feel so uncomfortable? Because I'm short. 
And me being five foot five does not bode well for me in social situations like that when you're getting first glance looks it looks from people. And if you're not what they want, they move on to the next person. Interesting. I never felt comfortable there. Why? So I kept digging into that. So just for me, the perspective is many people, again, including myself, we don't always know why we're doing what we're doing. And again, that's motivation, motive for action, the motive for action, the why behind why we're doing what we're doing. So I think asking yourself questions, why did I feel super confident there? Why did I feel super uncomfortable? Why do I keep avoiding the gym? Why do I keep avoiding my family? Why, 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 why? And then you can ask yourself how after that. But yeah, starting with why, asking yourself why, I think that's one of the best ways in the world to raise your self-awareness. And when you raise your self-awareness, you raise your awareness about everything. Because at the end of the day, you are the vessel and you are the only thing you take with you throughout your entire life. Hmm. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I think what holds people back from doing that is that it, one, requires work. And two, it is a little scary. It's scary to think, well, if I start asking why about different things, either in my work life or my personal life, my relationships, how will my perception change? But you can either go on believing something that may or may not be true, or you can do the hard work like you're talking about of asking why, seeing what's behind that door, and then letting the truth shape your understanding of yourself and of the world around you. So I just think that's so powerful. So based on your experience with asking why, how do you think that this concept could impact the motivation that people feel to do a certain thing, act a certain way? Yeah. For, so one of the interesting things that happened to me that really shaped the way I approach, not all situations, but many situations, I was in the gym with two of my friends. In the gym, I feel like Superman because that's where I've spent I've spent 16 years in the gym. I'm, I've spent so much time there. I feel very confident there. I feel very competent. After the gym, so after we got our workout, we started talking about business in the gym and I got very insecure. Interesting. And then I started to villainize my friends that were talking about business because they knew more than me. Interesting. Asking myself why helped me to understand why I was feeling the way I was feeling. And that allowed me to understand the motivation behind why am I villainizing them? Is it because they know, are they making me feel a certain way? Am I making myself feel a certain way? Is it the conversation? That helped me understand in many, many social situations, my motivation for labeling somebody else was usually a reflection of how I was feeling, not a reflection of how they were making me feel. And those are just two different stories, right? So I think a lot of times when we talk about motivation, we think of, I'm struggling to do something. I need more motivation. When in reality, I think motivation is in every single situation, right? The motivation for me to do this is because I want to impact. It's not necessarily because I feel super motivated to talk today. There's there, So there's levels to the motivation. So it's for me, the reason behind putting somebody into a bucket changed as I understood what they were saying meant to me. And that's something I try to carry with me all the time. I, I think, you know, the, the motivation for being on stage is drastically different when you understand that people are probably judging you, right? It's different. Like there's an understanding there, right? So yeah, it, it started very simply for me. And then I just tried to figure out how do I connect this to every situation I can. And I feel like it's hugely beneficial just because you, 
at least you feel like you're in control of the game. Like this weird thing we're, we're living called life. At least you feel like you're in control of it more than you were before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a theme that I'm already detecting in your story. And I think it's something that, you know, a lot of my story plays on this idea as well. We have more control than we think. And it's mm -hmm. easy to feel victimized by the circumstances that you're in or whatever hand that life deals you. And I will acknowledge that some people have a harder context to live and thrive in than others do. But we all have some degree of agency over our lives and over our direction. And I think a lot of us have more than we want to admit or realize. Mm. And I think something else that's intriguing me about what you're sharing is this idea that my motivation today does not have to be my motivation tomorrow. As I learn more about myself, about the world, as I ask why, like you're talking about, my motivation can begin to transform into something different than what it is today. Is that something that you've experienced at all in your life? Yeah, I mean, you said this, you you gave me a compliment at the beginning or before we were on. You said you've very clearly talked to a lot of podcasters. You've done a lot of episodes. My motivation in this is I want this to be an interview that inspires you to keep going. That's different than I did an interview right before this with somebody who had 300 episodes. It's like my motivation for that episode is completely different. Yeah, so I'm trying to accomplish multiple things in with multiple intentions. I want to make sure that this is a good one for you where you're like, interesting. Okay, now I feel better about podcasting with guests. I'm going to be off to the races. And then I also want the listeners to feel a certain way too. So I think that it's almost like you can have multiple layers, right? So if you think of it from the aspect of I am motivated by the mission, by my purpose to be the person I needed at my at my lowest point. That's like, that's the big one. All right, what are the things under that? What are the micro motivations that I have on day to day to day? Like I want to get to the point where my wife doesn't have to work. I want to get to the point where we can get my father-in-law to live with us. I want to get to the point where um, you know, everybody on our team gets paid to travel when they come out. Like there's so many small motivations under that big one. But I think the interesting thing is sometimes you have to you have to charge your motivation on those smaller ones because in a way you never really get the big one. Hmm. I I'm never going to get a, I might, but I doubt I'm ever going to get a trophy that says you are the best podcaster ever. Like maybe somebody will send me that if you want to, I appreciate it. But, <laughs> but what I will do is I'll get, I'll get moments of motivation from the messages. I'll get moments of motivation from certain amounts of listens. Right? So yeah, that's something I've experienced a lot because this is a long journey. And you have to find bits and pieces of motivation. You might not be able to go to the gas station and fill the tank to full, but you can find, you know, you can find spots every so often where you can put a little in, you can put a little in, you can put a little in. And I just think that a lot of us are thinking that we have to have like a level 10 motivation to do something. Progress is personal. You just have to have enough motivation to take a, a new action, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more, because nothing really happens overnight. Yeah, that's such a good point. And one of the things that I've realized in working with motivation is that oftentimes our toughest decisions happen because of competing motivations. I talked about it on a recent episode that I did by myself, but mm -hmm. it's like I feel the motivation to sit and rest and disengage because I'm tired, but I also feel the motivation to get down on the floor and play with my children. Both of those motivations exist and whatever action I choose to take, it's not the one that has a hundred percent of my motivation, but if I can figure out how to tip the scales just slightly so that I lock in 
the action with the better long-term outcome and not the one that maybe is more satisfying in the short term. That's what's ultimately going to serve my aspirations, my desires, mm -hmm. things like that. So, yeah. And that's an awareness thing. That's all based on you understanding through awareness what the most valuable, what what wolf do you feed today based on what do you want the wolf to be eventually, mm -hmm. right? Like I get a little extra sleep today. Does that mean I'm less productive today? Maybe. Does that mean I'm more productive in the grand scheme because I got eight hours of sleep? That's the that's kind of the balance. And I'm always very similar to you. If I, I can sleep for another hour and a half and get a really good sleep score, or maybe I can go to the gym for that hour and a half. Well, I'm already feeling burnt out. Should I go to the gym or should I get the sleep? That, that you're always going to juggle, should I get the fast food or should I you know, do the chicken and rice I prepped? There's <laughs> always going to be reasons and motivation for each. It just depends on what the long-term outcome that you're aiming for is, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. How aware do you think the average person is about what their key motivations are? I think that we're aware at a level, but there is a level of courage that you must have to admit what really motivates you. You know, like, was I motivated to get in the best shape of my life because I wanted to be in the best shape of my life? No, I was motivated to get in the best shape of my life because I was going to step on stage in front of many people in my underwear <laughs> and I didn't want to look like an idiot. I mean that, that I didn't want to lose. I wanted to win. I didn't compete. I did not compete because I wanted to look good. I competed because I wanted to win. And I, I was willing to admit that. So I just think we have that thought of like, Oh, you know, I really want to go on a diet and exercise because I want to be healthy. It's like, that is definitely a motivation. Is that the big one though? Well, you know, I want to fit into an outfit I haven't worn in a long time. Okay. Okay. What else? You know what it is? I really want to feel confident uh, when I'm intimate with my partner. Oh, that's the motivation. That's the big one. That's the main one. That's the, that's the 90% motivation. That's the one we have to tap into because that's where all the limiting beliefs are. That's where all the fear is, but that's also where all the necessity is. So I think we have an idea. We can kind of see the string, but when you pull the string, I think it helps you get down to the root of there's way more to this than I originally thought. And unless I admit it, you're not able to utilize motivation to the greatest extent. Mm hmm. Yeah. And as I hear you talk about pulling the string, my thought is, well, it probably begins with asking why digging deeper, not taking things at face value, but yeah. analyzing and saying, is this really the way that I think that it is? It's, it's almost like, um, you know, why do you want that? Cause of this. Okay. If you had to give me like a deeper answer, what would it be? Okay. Cause of this. Okay. If you had to give me an even deeper answer, what would it be? Okay. I had a call yesterday with a podcaster. I was two podcasters. And I said, why do you want to do this podcast? Like, what's the goal? What do you want people to get from it? And he kept giving me the same answer. And I said, that's not it. There's something under there. there I know there is something under there. I can tell by the way you're answering the question. And it was in a very kind way. I'm, I'm fired up right now because Brady's mm -hmm. got me going. But <laughs> it, it ended up getting to the point where this person had a little bit of a breakdown and they were crying. And I was like, whatever that is, whatever below that is, is your motivation. That's what we have to tap into. But to your point earlier, sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes that it just doesn't feel good. Sometimes that's scary. But 
if it if it allows you to leverage motivation at a deeper level, that that means you're probably going to be able to accomplish your goal easier or quicker or in a more aligned manner because you're actually using necessity to the maximum amount that you can. Mm -hmm. Kevin, there's been so much good content here and I already can't wait to go back and listen to this episode again to hear, you know, in an even deeper way what you've shared. But I imagine there's that person out there that feels the same way and they're thinking, you know, this is all great. This is all helpful. There's so much that I don't know where to begin. So if you had to boil our conversation down to one next step or one takeaway for the person that is searching for deeper motivation, what would you say? I would say take out a sheet of paper and you're going to write down the five M's of motivation. And if nobody pretend nobody is ever going to see this, nobody will ever see this piece of paper other than you. So we have mating and romance. We have movement slash freedom. We have materials slash possessions. We have mastery slash status. And then we have mission slash purpose. If you had to be brutally honest, are you more motivated by somebody you're attracted to, the sex that you're attracted to? Are you more motivated by that or becoming the best in the world at something? All right, cool. That's stage one. Go through those five M's and give yourself a score on each. Because if you think you're motivated by money and you're not, you're not doing yourself any favors by having that misconception. So I would say sit down with those and just try to focus on being more conscious around what they are and then ask yourself how those motivations are showing up for you in your life. Start there. And then Brady, ask why. Got to ask why. <laughs> Got to ask why. This has been fantastic. So tell us more about where we can find you and learn about the work that you're doing. Yeah, you can just go to nextleveluniverse.com. That has everything. That has the podcast. That has all the other things we're doing. There's a lot out there. Um, and if you are looking for another podcast to listen to along with Brady's, just search Next Level University. We do an episode every single day. We talk a lot about stuff like this, as you can tell, based on this conversation. So it's on all the platforms. It's on YouTube. And we are there in your pocket every day. I love it. And we'll put that information for you in the show notes as well. So you can go listen to the Next Level podcast and interact with all of Kevin's work. I know you'll be better for it. Kevin, thanks for coming on. I really enjoyed this conversation. My pleasure. What a practical and insightful perspective into the role that self-talk and courage and awareness play into the amount of motivation that we feel. I'm so glad that Kevin was able to share his expertise and his story with us. I encourage you to visit Kevin's website, learn about what he's doing. I'm looking at it right now. He's got a blog. He's got several courses, some of which I understand are free courses. He also does speaking with his partner, and there's just so much helpful content that you can access. Thanks again for tuning in this week. We'll include Kevin's website in the show notes. We'll also include all of the information about the Midweek Momentum newsletter that I told you about earlier. Again, please subscribe, rate, review the show. All of those things are very helpful and much appreciated. I'll talk to you next week. Remember, you already have all of the motivation you need, and it's up to you to decide what you'll do with it.